What's up, guys? Welcome back to Coaches Don't Play. Today we have Greg and Green back on the podcast. Okay, a couple of intro things. I was talking to my mom yesterday, right? Mm. And because I went over, she's like, "Oh, tu sonyavi, like why Granny went to the UK? So my Granny's in the UK right now. Oh, she's still there. Yeah, she's still there. And it was like a bit of like a, it was like a rush for her to go there. Like it came out of nowhere. Mm. It's because like my masi was really adamant that my Granny go there, right? We send her there. My mom's like telling me yesterday, and then she's like, "Oh, do you know why she went?" And I'm like, "No, why?" And then she's like, "Oh, tegeisi, oh, jadi Rani ni Rani di party te." I was like, "Rani kona? Like, what Rani's party? Like, what is there some masi or whatever?" And then my mom's like, "Oh, Rani, tu jandi Rani nu." I was like, "What?" And she's talking about Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth's jubilee. What? So what's your granny doing yeah. there? My granny fucking went to go rip it with Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard by now the market for pre-owned cars is absolutely ridiculous. All right. It's on fire. Now's the best time to sell your car, make some money and buy a new one. And the best place to do it, Fraser Valley pre-owned in Abbotsford, located in the Abbotsford Auto Mall. They also do pre-orders and sell brand new vehicles so you can skip the ridiculous wait list. I know people that have been waiting for months to get their cars. I think Girk waited like six months to get his truck. All right. And you can skip all that by going to Fraser Valley pre-owned. They were also recently awarded Auto Trader's best price dealers in BC. So you know what they say, best deal without wait. They also offer financing for all different types of credit situations and offer in-house financing. They sell lots of Teslas and electric hybrid cars. So people have solutions for the high gas prices. Have you seen the gas price? Have you seen it? It's out. It's, I can't even believe it. And if you buy a used electric vehicle, you don't pay PST. They have access to 1500 vehicles of all kinds, electric hybrid trucks, commercial vehicles, everything. They got it. All right. They have vehicles under 10K all the way up to 150K. And if you mention the podcast, they will run your car in auction for free just to see how much it's worth, how much you can get for it. Also, if you mention the podcast and buy a car from them, you'll get some insane perks like a $300 gas card or maybe a free trip to Vegas for two. What? Yeah, you heard that right. Free trip to Vegas for two only at Fraser Valley pre-owned. All right. And you don't even have to be in BC. You can be anywhere in Canada. Give them a call. They'll help you out. Check them out on Instagram at Fraser Valley underscore pre-owned or their website at www.fraservalleypreowned.ca. Give them a call. Let them know you heard about them from the podcast and find out what they can do for you. What? I thought that, that's not the reason why they went. Yeah, that's the reason. That's the reason. Like it was a surprise for Granny. So Kamasi bought tickets to the Queen's Platinum Jubilee to take Nanibiji there. Excuse me. What was what? Well, my granny doesn't even know who the fuck it is, probably. No, she knows who Ronnie no, is. My grandma does not know. <laughs> I promise you she doesn't know. There's no chance in hell. When she comes back and we oh, ask she, her. No, she definitely knows who it is. She was like oppressed because of the British monarchy for yeah, the longest I'm time. Telling you, my grandma does not know. England Dirani. It's like yeah. they know. People in Punjab know. No, no, I know people do, but I've asked Granny so many questions about her childhood. Like, oh, I ask her all. Oh, no, this no, is not childhood. 
For who? Yeah. This like, is just like common knowledge that people in Punjab know. No. So this is what I'm trying to explain to you hmm. is I've asked Granny so many times. I'm like, explain to me your upbringing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because she's always like, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I know you went to school, blah, 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 this, that, this, that. No. Granny did not go to school at but all. But that doesn't mean she doesn't know who Rani is. But listen, she literally, my, she doesn't know like nothing. I'm telling you. Because oh she's like, oh my God, I'm Kirk. telling you, man. She knows nothing, fam. She knows, she probably knows oh, oh, England, the Rani. Yes. This is just like how she knows stuff about yeah. like, the religion or yeah. like she knows about like Maharaja like, she knows the history because yeah. it's just passed down and, gra- it's just and like your that. granny was like directly affected by British like rule and stuff okay well, okay, fine whatever I'm gonna ask her when she comes back but. yeah quiz her when she comes back but I thought it was because Tina was having a no like that a- was a cover because she didn't want to ruin the surprise that's the thing yeah that's the thing she bought tickets to the Queen's uh, Jubilee or Platinum Jubilee. What is uh, what what is it? I I've seen some random TikToks like some who is that prince kid whatever child crying. That's her great grandson. Yeah. Oh yeah, Prince William. No, it's just Prince Louis, like Prince William's youngest son. He's just acting like a regular four year old kid when he's sitting there like watching all of their like stuff, and everyone's like losing it. Like oh my god, he's a normal kid. Like. What? What did you? What did you expect? No, that's the only. So that's all I've been seeing is like, like just random little like headlines, like how this kid was doing some weird shit. But what is it? It was her birthday. It marks the seventieth um, year that she's been on the throne. Seventy uh, years. Yeah, eh? she's like Holy it's like the longest fuck. time that one single like person has been like. How old on is th- she? Ninety six. She's ninety six years old. It's crazy how much people still love them. But like, why? I don't see like the like I was watching like those street interviews. Right before, like, the Jubilee or whatever, like, five days before, there was this lady, like, people were camping out, like, for five days to try to get, like, the front spot. And she's like, I only have my tent here and I have my food. But why, though? Like, I don't get it. People are crazy, man. It's just, like, you know, it's just something to be proud of, I guess, for them. What? Proud of what? It's not like, like the she'd... royal family is something to be proud of, I guess. What do they ever? What do they do for you guys ever? Exactly. They Except take bring your money. tourism in. They, you know, represent Britain on the international scale. I feel like they could still do all of that without taking as much money as they take. So actually, I was reading into it today, like what they actually didn't she go to that thing on like a fucking gold chariot for that jubilee thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, come on. The event, you know, that one event cost the whole thing for that one day, 28 million pound taxpayer dollars. And all the people they were interviewing, they were like, I don't mind paying. I don't mind paying taxes for that. And then one lady's like, I would pay double taxes for the queen. No. Yeah. That's fucked, man. You guys are all tripping. But that's it. You're interviewing people that are living out on the streets just to catch a glimpse of all of this. Yeah, yeah. Ask people that are sitting at their houses and they're not coming out for this. They're probably so salty. I want to ask my uh, mossy what a ticket for my granny. Yeah. (laughs) That was crazy. You're going to hear all about it when granny comes back. It's like people are like, yay. Our suppressors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Our oppressors. Yeah, oppressors. Whatever well, they're not. They weren't oppressing British people. They're oppressing everybody else in the world. <laughs> but they, I feel like they could be doing so much more, man. They what are they going to do? They don't have any power. They don't have any power. Like, like, why are they still getting money? The Crown Estate, all the profits that the Crown Estate makes goes to the government. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and in exchange for that, they give her um, like this, it's called like something like a, 
like a grant, but it's from the taxpayers and it's 25 and it's worth 25% of what she gives mm. to the government. Most of the money that she has is from her private purse, which comes from the land that they own, yeah. which is from hundreds of years ago, like the royal family that owned that land from hundreds of years ago. They're, they're still like filthy rich. She's worth yeah. like 400 million pound or something like that. Like just her assets alone are worth that much. Can't even fathom that. Yeah, but if it was you on the throne, you'd be like, fuck you, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, of course. Obviously. <laughs> what? I feel like she should be doing more. You would yeah. be doing less than what she's doing. Yeah, but then if then she would be in my position saying the same shit too. Then yeah, it's like, like just yeah. the fucking way of the world. That's how it works, man. That's how it works. Yeah. You're fucking. Dude. That's what makes the world go around. <laughs> yeah, complaining, complaining, yeah. complaining that this person isn't doing enough. But I myself am not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Have I talked about my per- like the pronunciation of my name on the podcast? No, but I think it's a good time to do it because somebody just asked me that. I thought we did. I thought we did say it. Actually, I think multiple people have asked me in the last couple of weeks. Okay, I need to like, clear this up. Every time someone like talks to me, right? And they're like, whether that be like a, like a client or someone really to the podcast or someone I'm working with or whatever, right? <laughs> they'll always say, bum me. Bum me? Yeah. And it <laughs> fucking irks me to know tomorrow. Why? I don't know why. Because I just like, but then I also can't correct people. Right. So if, if someone says bum me, right, I'll, I'll just be like, hmm, like, I just won't correct it because I'm just like a little bitch and I don't want to be like, yeah. actually, my name is blah, 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 right. And the one time I did correct it, huh. you know, all these people like, oh, white people should be pronouncing our names correctly. Blah, 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 right. Yeah. And then I correct someone who yeah. happens to be brown, who says my name bum me. And I'm like, hey, it's actually pronounced Pammy. They're like, oh, who are you? You're fucking white now. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I was like. First of all, not even my nanny Viji, who's 85 years old, calls me Pummi. Yeah. No one has ever called me that. And if you want to pronounce it in the Indian way, say Pemmi. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like that's how what my granny says. That's like what my mom says. Yeah. Like what or it's it's just it's Pammy. Like yeah. it's Pammy. Like it's not whitewash or anything like that. Like that's just what it it's is. It's just not Pummi. It's not Pummi. People can call me Pemmi. I don't care. Yeah. But Bummy? Like, bro, <laughs> I get hella triggered, man. It's because bummies are usually like un- we do aunties. Oh, we do have a, we have bummy mommy. I know, but she's a bummy mommy. Like, that's I know, like, I know, I know, that's I know. her name, right? Yeah. If my name was actually bummy and people in my family called me that, then I couldn't say anything, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, like, you know, and to us, you're saying that your name is Pammy, but your mom's calling you bummy. That'd be a totally different thing. But even that's what one of the people that asked me in the last little while was like oh sorry i just want to make sure i get this right it was like one of the moments where me and you were doing a client and you weren't there for like a bit and they're like yeah i just want to like confirm is like you say her name's pammy it's not bummy i'm like it's definitely not bummy it's i'm so happy that person asked you and then she's like oh but like that's what her family calls her like her mom and stuff like it's it's pammy it's not bummy and i'm like it's not bummy okay actually what does mom call me bummy yeah, Femme. <laughs> That's another one. Femme? Femme, yeah. But it's so funny because we had this whole conversation about like what, how to pronounce your name. And then when she mentioned your name to like someone in her family, she's like, yeah, can you give this to Bummy? Oh, <laughs> like, God. Yeah. Fuck, man. It pisses me off so much. And then, then I was like scared to correct people. And rightfully so, because the one time I did, yeah. I got fucking shit on for it. <laughs> But I just love it when someone's like, oh, my God, love you guys on the podcast. And bummy, you're so funny. I'm like, why? <laughs> and I'm like, 
Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I don't correct anyone because I'm scared that they're going to say exactly what that person said to me. Okay, you can shit on everyone else for not pronouncing our names correctly, but you don't fucking pronounce my name correct and you're going to shit on Just me. Just because you think it's like a different yeah. way or whatever. Pronounce my name proper, guys. Thank you very much. Bummy. Stop. Bummy. You're confusing this the people. This guy doesn't call me any of those things. Um, bum, bum, bum. Anyways, yeah, so we just got back from Toronto. It was good. Shout out to Natasha and Harveen for bringing us out there. And yeah. pretty much it was just a trip uh, where I just got to see all those sites. Yeah. Did we already talk about this? No, we talked about us going, but not us coming back. We just came back on Sunday. What? Yeah. This Yo, guy is fucking forgetting his life. I'm fucking lost in this house right now. <laughs> tripping I thought out. we already had this conversation. We had the conversation of us, we're going to go there. Yeah. But now we're back. <laughs> so we're going to talk about- We went. <laughs> But remember I asked you if the the chick was like surprised or Yeah, whatever? that wasn't the podcast. That was just me and you having a regular conversation. <laughs> what? In real life. <laughs> and now you need to have it again on the pod. No, she was surprised, but she had a feeling. But she was surprised. And uh, yeah, it was good. It worked out. I saw all the landmarks. I went to the CN Tower for the first time. Went to Niagara Falls at midnight. That was good. Look very sick too. <laughs> Griffin's fucking wasting our time talking to a telemarketer. Yeah. People who... Sorry, I, I would love to talk about this. Would you want to give me a call tomorrow? It is. It's a telemarketer probably calling about the hot water tank. Yeah. The filter. Um, probably yeah, this so. time tomorrow. When have you had your furnace clean? Yeah, it's so was the furnace clean? Was it a furnace clean? No, it's Rogers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the same shit. Fuck. <laughs> We're going to talk you... to you about upgrading your plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, sign me yeah, up. When, yeah. when did you uh, last clean your furnace? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the highlights of the trip was Gervin has access to like the WestJet lounge. Huh. Right? And this is my first time being it in a lounge. It was a WestJet lounge. It was just a regular. Whatever. It was a lounge. And um, have you ever been in a lounge? I don't think so. Like before you board? I don't think so. It was a big deal for me. Okay. So <laughs> when you go in or whatever, all, they have like all this food, drinks, alcohol, everything's free. Yeah. Quote free. And I remember when we were getting food and I was like, oh, Gravine, I'll tell you that story about this soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... I can't believe you still remember that. Cause yeah, because I, totally I wrote it in forgot. the notes because otherwise I would forget right away. What was the soup? Minestrone. Okay, minestrone soup, right? And there's a label on there that says minestrone soup and Gravine's about to get it. I'm like, oh, I have a funny story to tell you about this soup, right? Yeah. So one time when I was in Orlando, we're staying at a hotel and they had a restaurant there and it was like an Italian restaurant and I sit down and I'm looking at the menu, right? And I see the soup there. I'm like, oh, that soup looks good, right? But I've never had it before or anything like that. And I can't pronounce words worth shit. Like, <laughs> if I've never said the word before, yeah. I'm, it's 100% I'm not going to fucking butcher this word, right? Uh, yeah. So the waiter comes up and I don't even, I don't even know why I attempted to try to <laughs> yeah, say this word. I was so confident, it. right? Just like, I, I could have asked someone and I'm like, hi, can I get the Mindstrom <laughs> Soup. <laughs> minestrone? And what is it actually? I've never even Minestrone. Oh, minestrone? Oh, yeah. Fast. <laughs> Girls, I don't I even, the same. I don't e yeah, I don't even fuck with that shit. When I, see, <laughs> when I see that word and I'm like, yo, I'm not even gonna fucking attempt this. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, so I'll get the, uh, and I'll turn it towards him. Uh, this one right here. <laughs> I'll get this uh, one. I used to think filet mignon was fish. <laughs> oh my God. Just because of filet of fish at McDonald's? Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> wow 
Come on, guys. Dude, this is how uncultured I was, okay? I mean, I am. <laughs> I mean, I am. <laughs> in, in high school, someone asked me how I eat my steak. And I said, with a knife and fork. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're Love like, it. no, like, how do you, like, <laughs> me, rare, medium, rare. And I didn't know that that was, like... Oh, rare sounds good. No, like, I didn't know, like, I like that. rare things. <laughs> I didn't know that there was, like, different levels of, like, cooking, like, whatever. I had no idea. I was, like, knife and fork. <laughs> Loved it. Stick to your fucking roti, buddy. And it was a fucking guy that I was talking to that I liked. He's probably, like, never talk to me again after that day. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, I'm never taking this chick to dinner. <laughs> never taking Taking the chick to McDonald's, get your fucking filet of fish, buddy. <laughs> get your fucking filet meal. <laughs> get your fucking Oh my god. Fish. And I also want to talk shit about Graveen while she's here. <laughs> the entire oh time. Oh my god. We're at the airport going there. The amount of fucking pumping up this chick was doing about herself was out of control. <laughs> and, I and I was typing it all in the notes. <laughs> I didn't say anything about myself. I've been in the cockpit multiple times. <laughs> you know that? That's, I used to work for WestJet. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there and I'm talking about how like I I've never been... I was telling her a fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> then I'm sitting there and I'm talking about how I've never been in business class and I probably won't ever be in first class or anything like that. Yeah. It means like, did you know I've been in business class multiple times? <laughs> <laughs> I did not yeah. say, did you know? Did you know? Fun okay, fact. no, she didn't say, did you know? But she said, I've been in business class multiple times while I'm sitting there complaining. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm never going to get in there, blah, blah, blah. Because we were sitting in like these like airplane types of seats at the lounge. And she's like, this is the closest I'm ever going to get to business class. And I'm like, dude, it's actually really No, she didn't hard. say it. She's like, I've been in business class multiple, multiple times. And I went to, I've been in the cockpit multiple times. That I was a, never okay. been, I've never been once, man. That shit looks so fucking hectic in there. Yeah, it does look hectic no, in there. You, the only reason I sat in there is because I used to be a WestJet employee. And WestJet employees, if there was no other seat available on the plane. You get to sit in there? You get to, you, ha- well, you, you get to ride the whole t- time in there? Yeah, Pam. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But no, you're but you too didn't busy tell me that. You trying st- to make up stories. <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't tell content. me. Th- you didn't tell me that to tell me that part. You told me that to tell me that you've been in the cockpit <laughs> multiple times. Why else would I tell you that? But you didn't finish your sentence because you didn't let me. You. Yes, I did. I didn't say a single word because I didn't want you to stop. <laughs> I just went straight to my notes. I was like, "Oh, really?" And then I kept saying, "I kept telling Gravina, I was like, tell me some more fun facts.' See, she set me up." <laughs> and then I was and telling you that. And, I- <laughs> and then she went off, and I was like, "This is great." Why, why would you do that? We were sitting on a plane waiting for it to go. I was bored too. So you've seen like when like let's say like you're in the air, sunrise, sunset. I think so. I've been in there like at all times of the day. And it's pretty cool like how they like take off and land. Then the rest of the time they just turn around and we're all just sitting there talking. I think for the majority of the time the plane is just flying itself. It's just take off and landing. Yeah. Those first 10 minutes and then I don't the- even know if it's landing anymore. It is landing. It definitely is landing. You know, the WestJet credit card's fucking the most garbage. That's what he was talking card. to me about that last time. When Wait, you, I, I thought the WestJet credit card was so sick. I did too. I thought I was like, yo, sick. I'm getting all these fucking WestJet. It's West so sick. It's so garbage. Is it's, it? Yeah. It's like you get the, what's it called? Uh, 
those buddy pass, not buddy passes, companion vouchers, companion vouchers or whatever. And it's like wherever WestJet flies, dude, these guys' flights are so fucking ass. <laughs> like literally, even to go to the states, you like majority of the time where me and Karen are looking, and it's like always a fucking layover somewhere every single time. Sometimes they like fly past your destination, do a layover, and then come back for your destination. Oh, and you're like, yeah, if you're trying to go to like I don't know New Orleans or something like that's you're not gonna get there on WestJet. Half the time, because it's not a direct WestJet flight, like, or WestJet operated the whole way. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, a lot of those, like, even international flights are not like that. So you can't even use them. You yeah, can literally yeah, use them can. only on a handful well, of What did you think? The company's called WestJet. First of all, they they started off in Western Canada only. Yeah, but why, why are you fucking pumping your shit out to the world like we're so sick? You fucking doing, doing <laughs> fucking anything. Fucking making these fucking Christmas videos and shit. Yeah, handing out fucking money to all these fucking Canadians and shit, presents and gifts and shit. Exactly, it's fucking, only to Canadians, it's not like worldwide. So we'll make some fucking direct flights to the States, it's right here. <laughs> there are direct flights to the States. Dude, our fucking ticket prices are just garbage, man. We can't do shit. We need more airlines, proper ones. There's a bunch of these fucking random Every time there's a new airline, one of the old ones just buys it out. Yeah, it's like a fucking, it's like cell phone companies. Yep. Kind of monopoly. If you haven't already gone to Rue Cafe and Bar in Surrey, I don't know what y'all doing. I already been telling y'all. Your new favorite brunch spot in Surrey, BC, Rue Cafe and Bar. They're an Australian brunch to bar concept that serves brunch from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day and moves to a bar concept with shareable appies and delicious cocktails from 3 p.m. to close. The best of both worlds. They also have a large vegetarian selection and egg-free options so you can bring your whole family, bring the whole janta for an unparalleled dining experience in the heart of Surrey. They're located on the corner of King George Boulevard and Fraser Highway. Also on the weekend, they have amazing music with DJs. Check them out at Rue Cafe and Bar on all social medias and their website at www.ruecafeandbar.com. And who knows, you might catch me there when I'm in Surrey next week. Next week or the week after next week. But I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be there. Okay. So check them out. Rue Cafe and Bar. So Shami, Shami was messaging because we have this thing where we watch Punjab, like stupid Punjabi movies all the time. She's like, yo, Harpajimon has a new movie coming what? out. And <laughs> <laughs> why are you so pumped? <laughs> I love Harpajimon. <laughs> Grameen's like her face lit up. Like, <laughs> like I don't even know what. Like <laughs> someone solved fucking, you know. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> I like That's that you guy. <laughs> it reminds me of <laughs> like <laughs> watching her Pajaron movies in my childhood. Oh, what kind of childhood is that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Everyone's like fucking out there watching like fucking Spider Man and shit. <laughs> Pokemon and shit. You're like, Harpajaron. fucking movies. What? <laughs> So Shami's telling me about this like Harpajama like thing that's coming out. And, <laughs> Harpajama, and right? I just like got an image of him in my head, man. That guy's so fucking jokes. Doesn't he always play like a random student in yeah, all of so that's yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> He's like, like 80 years old, right? He's playing like a 21-year-old college student, right? <laughs> Running around with these like young fucking chicks and shit. Like, what are you doing? What's he playing in this yeah. movie? Exactly what Gert said. <laughs> no, okay. He's not playing the dad or something? No, now? he he upgraded his age by five years, I think. I think now he's playing a 25-year-old. Get out of <laughs> here. At 25 to 30, I think. Single guy, a for single sure. single guy who comes to Canada to find his, quote, significant other who came to Canada and then stopped talking to her family after. So he comes to Canada and the movie's called PR, PR, like PR, like permanent resident. 
to try yeah. to find this girl. <laughs> and he's a single guy and he's playing, I think he's playing somewhere between the age of 20 to 25 to 30. Like how, like, cause the girl's really young looking and he's wearing a backpack when he like comes oh into the country God. and shit. Gonna be so pumped. <laughs> I like, thought maybe yes. now he's like gonna play his age. Like no, he's gonna play a dad. No, nothing has changed. Bajaman's oh. still trying to. That, do that is his age. Like literally to him, that's his age. I think. Oh my god! In his god. mind, he's like, yeah. Ever since he Dude, made that I first movie, I think he's like touching sixty. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's fifty-six. He looks old as fuck. He's all wrinkled up and shit. He's no, like, not in this. They've made him look fresh as fuck. No, yeah. they CGI'd him probably. CGI his face. He doesn't look like he has a single wrinkle on his face. What? I, okay, and I need I, to see this. And me and Shami were losing our minds about how it's so funny how these Punjabi actors yeah. will not fucking give it up to young people. Like, like young girls, yeah. young Punjabi girls have a shot at being in like Punjabi movies. Yeah, fucking her Punjabi mom's got all these lined up. <laughs> Gurveen would go, I swear to God. If you called today and was like, hey, Gurveen, you want to be this fucking backup like waiter in my movie she'd fucking be up there I would Yo, think that. that's crazy how they make him look like that let's see give me see give me see <laughs> and the guy that played his dad in movies like 20 years ago is still playing his dad he looks so young he probably got crazy like fillers and botox oh, 100%. And no man this is straight cgi no man he's, but that's he not- also does probably work 100% Botox fillers. What you don't think her pajamas out, out out here at Fresh Canvas? All you need, <laughs> oh all you need to do is scroll down to the fucking Punjabi headlines to see what he really looks like. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a pretty big difference. Is he married in real life? Yeah, and he has a full grown daughter and son, like that are in their twenties. Jesus Christ! I think he has three kids. It'd be so funny if one of them listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <another dad>. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, shout out Pajaman. Yeah, Gravy's his biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god sir those Sikandar's in this movie Pam I have okay now I'm watching it in theaters watch it in theaters I think it's on YouTube <laughs> I swear to god it's on there it's go. 100% full movie <laughs> yeah, still, go to the very top it's 100% on the black box at our parents house for sure so we were talking about how it's so funny how these Punjabi old actors just won't give up that role like why are you not playing your age like in what industry minus bollywood even bollywood some of these guys are like it's the same things happening there but like eventually amitabh bachchan like gave it up amitabh bachchan but look at akshay kumar right now but that's exactly like the punjabi like movie industry like every girl is like young yeah and she changes you like you know they circle out these girls like you know like they have their runs and then except niru bajwa the the guy the main guy never changes why is Harpajaman pushing 60 and he's playing a 30 year old like I don't get it because he's at the point where he can also like produce his own movies not even that it's because no fucking desi young guy is trying to make a movie called PR <laughs> no you don't think there's so many good Punjabi actors male ones in yeah. Punjab that are trying to make it give these guys a fucking chance why is there so many fucking Niru Bajras and fucking Sonam Bajras whatever fucking popping out why is there always a Bajra yeah <laughs> these so many of these chicks popping out but they don't give a chance to these like younger guys because these guys are trying to these old men are trying to hold on to the glory and I just think it's so funny because in one of Harpajanman's like earlier ones when he was like 40 like maybe 45 or something. He was playing a 10 year old. The guy that always plays Harpajan Mon's dad is probably the same age as Harpajan Mon. Mm. They both look like the same. And Harpajan Mon's in the movie like, Daddy! <laughs> dad! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad. yeah, he does say that. Dad. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Yo, let's find out what that guy's age is right and now. And then I googled like a scene from that movie Giyanu or whatever. And her Pajaman is sitting oh, there. I've seen that movie. Pajaman <laughs> is sitting there having a conversation with an older lady who's the exact same age as him. And he goes, Auntie G. Oh my God. <laughs> who are you trying to fool yeah. and then the dubbing that they do for the little kids is so yeah bad. it's so terrible it's like some older like lady that's dubbing for him yeah it's so bad man it's me and Mamvi were like breaking down how like the format of Punjabi movies mm. and they're so funny like every single time you watch a Punjabi movie it's all the same it's all the same format it's 80% one line zingers yeah. yeah right like you cannot watch a scene without there being every line being a, a joke yeah. E- yeah every line is a joke okay like or leading up to a joke like it's just like line line zinger zinger line like it's very like <laughs> there's no like appropriate dialogue or to it's like dramatic 10 percent use useless scenes that have no attachment to the storyline <laughs> yeah. like just for the zingers yeah right yeah, just yeah. for the jokes that have no relation to the actual like storyline and then at the very end is the last scene that where all the main characters are in the same room yeah. and then the main hero guy Harpajanman delivers the serious dialogue yeah. and then everyone's like you're right and then my mom calls me Bali Sony movie CEO movie the message Bali Sony see and there was no message except that very end scene when they talk about like cast or something but the whole thing was like a shit show before that it was the whole thing was making fun of the actual serious message right yeah. <laughs> making a mockery of it and then at the end it's like that's Right. Even the Diljeet movie, even the Diljeet movie. Oh, and Hansla, right? Yeah, like yeah. they're just busting on him trying to find like a wife, and then they're like making like fat jokes and like all this the type kids of stuff. Lying to the chick, right? Yeah, lying oh, to the chick. Oh, my mom passed away. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, imagine having a real life, right? Oh my god. And then at the very end, it's just like the one serious scene, yeah. and they deliver four lines, the message that they want to like the direct message they want people to take from it. Yeah. And then everyone walks out like Bali's honey movie scene. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie though. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. I don't think it's like those zingers worked on me. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Did. I love it. The zingers are good, you know. I think it's the greatest thing, man. I think it's Punjabi people having a conversation is the funny, is the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, like Girk's been saying, like it's just in our culture to be like dropping zingers all the time, and you can see it in our movies. Like you can't have a Punjabi movie where eighty percent of it is not one line zingers. It's all that. They know that this is what sells. And you can't try to come out with like... But it sucks because I would just love to see like a serious type movie Man, like... Ain't nobody about to take the risk. Why? I feel like it would do good. Like cast some good actors, not Harpajan Mon playing a 25 year old. I think I think it's only going to start happening is when like the younger Punjabi people start writing those type of stories or those type of movies. And then someone... And then someone's did. like produce... Puts like... Because right now the only people putting money behind those movies are these singer guys. He is funding himself. Diljeet is funding himself. Like, they're just funding themselves. Everyone no, else actually, is Diljeet's done a few serious movies. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Has. He's done. Yeah, like Punjab 1984. Yeah, and then he did... Um, I feel like he did two more. Now he, he did another one coming up. Or the Punjab, but I think that was like a Bollywood. That was Bollywood. That was Bollywood, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would love to see a properly produced, good dialogue 
serious like normal fucking punjabi movie not these like one line singers <laughs> <laughs> one time i was trying to get manveer to you know like i think i told you guys this but like in a in a punjabi moon movie when there's drunk guys like how they how they portray drunk men is so like funny yeah like it's like maybe it's the same it's the same like voice of every single actor does it the same no wrong i talk like that when the doctor not a single one i don't know how they got to that as as soon as that accent like that voice comes out that's like the indication like this guy's drunk but no one actually sounds like that they like we need to make this very obvious this guy's drunk right they're not going to understand otherwise ڈرنکنگ گیٹ then he's like oh what about this what of the this and i was like oh do they have like a dealership here he's like yeah it's on like blah 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 i'm like oh i'll just go there like on my way home that's like on my way home right and then i'm like wearing like a baggy pajama my hair looks like this like i'm wearing a like i look like not like i look like a so grungy right and i'm like oh but they're probably not gonna help me because i'm fucking dressed like this right it's like yeah you're gonna walk and they're gonna fucking hand you a mop <laughs> <laughs> The spills in the bag, bud. Oh my god. <laughs> the spills in Nobody's the- looking at what anyone looks like these days. I was like, no, I'm gonna roll up in like a, you know, nice goodie. They're gonna know I mean business. And girl's like, no, they're gonna take one look at you and you're a mop. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this chick's walking around. She's wearing socks with Adidas slides. Yeah, that's fine. Honestly, I would rather look grungy going into a dealership so they give me a deal oh. instead of me looking like... Hi-fi? Hi-fi. And, and then adding like, fucking hi-fi tax on there? No, yeah. you know, I'm not saying look hi-fi. Just fucking <laughs> look like you brush your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you fucking... We don't like to look like that, Girk. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We spend fucking hundreds of dollars on makeup, though. Oh, not on ourselves. But yeah, not on ourselves. Business account. Business. Okay. Business expense, bitch. Ever heard of that word? Yeah. Every time we're like, yo, business card? A&W? <laughs> and their account's like why are you A&W so much we're like business expense <laughs> business meeting business meeting at A&W okay meeting a buddy meeting a okay you know how we were talking about tipping this is just an FYI that I found out that just felt feel like compelled to tell people so when we were talking about tipping one day on the podcast someone heard that and they're a server and they messaged me back and they're like fuck you hey what <laughs> <laughs> no no they're like Hey, just listen to your episode where you talk about tipping. In sit-down restaurants, Cactus, Earl's, BP, etc., servers have 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 to tip out, okay, to the kitchen, bartender, and hostess. So depending on the restaurant you work at, you either tip out a percentage of that bill or percent of your total sales. So if you get a table with a $200 bill and you get tipped nothing or even five bucks, you end up owing the restaurant money. Really? Which isn't fair to the server. 
She's like, everyone should know and learn about tipping etiquette so the server doesn't end up having to pay, then go home. And you would be surprised because I've had shifts like that where I basically paid to be at work because my table didn't tip me. All in all, if you can't afford to tip in at a sit down restaurant, don't dine in. Order takeout or go elsewhere. Yeah. And I can't remember your guys' exact conversation, but they... Uh, when I was in this industry like a few years ago. You were a server? No, when we were when we had the hall. Oh yeah, yeah. And those employees have a different wage. Their minimum wage is different. Who's? Um, like servers. Servers yeah, is like a lot lower. It's like eight bucks, isn't it? I don't know about now though. So yeah. I think now it's been leveled. Mm. Yeah. At that time, servers and bartenders, their wage was below minimum wage. The idea is that you make up for it in, in tips. Oh, so because I didn't know that, that when you, I thought 100% of my tip went to the server, no. but it doesn't. It goes to the kitchen staff, the hostess, well, the bartender. Like if you're like, what? That sounds so weird. Like if you're, but if you're a server and your bill, like table doesn't tip you anything, why are you responsible for tipping the kitchen and the hostess? That's what I was confused First of all, what about. what the fuck is the hostess even doing? I, the, host, the hostess should just be getting minimum wage. <laughs> You're literally standing there assigning tables. No offense to anyone that does that. No but- offense to all the cactus club hostesses. <laughs> but why is the hostess getting a percentage of your tip? You're running around taking all the bullshit and then you have to give a percentage to this chick standing at the front. That's true. But the the idea is that for that person to sit at the table and get their, their meal, there was other people involved in the process. They should get a portion of that tip because they were a part of like that line, like yeah. to get you. For your example, food. like when you go to a hall, like a hall party, and you know how the bartenders have a tip jar there, that is also pooled. That's funded so- by uncles <laughs> all the time, <laughs> huh? And me. Oh, he's an I was like, he is an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, you should. You're going to go there, pawn back like fucking six, seven drinks. Minimum. The most, the least you can do is give a fucking tenner. I'm so confused about the whole process of like, if you get nothing, why would you owe? I don't, I don't know about that. I tried to Google it. I couldn't find anything. That's if the, depending on how they split it. So if they're, I don't know, she, whatever she, you said in the beginning. She, like it was like either it's a percent of the t- bill yeah. or, oh, like a percent of the bill of the bill. Okay. Yeah. So like, let's say the bill is $200. She has to, the tip percent that she puts into the pool has to be a percentage of the bill, not the tip. Like if you have a bill for $80, right? And you tip zero, they already have a set policy. Amount that goes into the pool is going to be the percentage of the bill, not the tip that you get. So let's say like minimum tips are usually like, let's say 15%. Let's say that they're already giving 10% to pool with everybody else and you're just keeping 5% of it. Now you owe 10% of that bill, but you didn't get anything. So now you owe from your other tips. What a fucking dumb idea rule is this? Yeah, man. that's probably how they, some restaurants do that. That is a weird I had no rule. idea and I think is it going to change my tip game a little bit. I don't know why you still ask me. I always do. Every the, single time, which, which isn't a lot. I'm like literally the dad in this relationship. Okay, first of all, because I'm using the business credit card every time we're together. So I just want to confirm like, but I never ask you. <laughs> I don't know why the rude. I literally when I I just look at it when they when they give me that thing, whatever the percentage is, you know now they say like good, great, awesome. I literally base it off that. I'm like, oh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty great service. We'll do uh, eight, this one. <laughs> we'll do this. Good, 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 
Burns needs the most assistance. Even on, even on menus, he needs the pictures. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just like, you know, it's like, fuck, 18% is the middle one. Like, how am I supposed to judge that? I yeah. need to know what, what 18% means. Oh, no. I just, I do 18% And if it's like, you go over the top, then I, you go custom, put in a fucking your own number in there. Oh, sometimes. damn. Sometimes you go custom? Yeah. That's wild. I was reading this one thing. It was like some some girl posted on Reddit being like, am I the asshole for not having catering at my wedding? This girl's 28 years old and her fiance, like the, her husband is 30. Um, we got married two months ago and we had our dream wedding. Everything was perfect. My parents and his parents helped us pay for a great chunk of the wedding so we would be debt free and we are eternally grateful for that. The issue arose about a month and a half ago when my aunt started posting on Facebook about how disappointed she was with the whole ordeal and a few guests sided with her. Background, my fiance and I are huge Disney fans. Huh. We travel to Disney World as much as we can throughout this year. Oh my Disney god. Disney is such an important part, not only to us, but also our marriage. The issue was with our decision to not offer catering services slash bar services at so, our wedding. So we can go to Disneyland. Due to the routing, due due to routing the money towards having a wedding, Minnie and Mickey Mouse make appearances. Oh my fucking god. The cost to have both Minnie and Mickey was a good for a good chunk of time was almost exactly what our parents allotted for our catering budget. So we scheduled an appearance during our first dance and our wedding photos and we foregoed f- serving food although there were plenty of facilities at the venue where people could eat like other restaurants that you can go to to pay. My parents were still very supportive of us, but everyone else is being passive aggressive about it on Facebook. Am I the asshole? Yes, you're the weirdo. <laughs> and then so, and then I guess like people were like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she rolled like an update to those asking if the guests were warned. We clearly outlined in the invitations that there was food available at the venue. We didn't ex- exactly spell out every restaurant's menu, but it was certainly mentioned. There were also v- vending machines available throughout. <laughs> oh my God. Damn. That's a definition of greed, right? They're like, yo, fuck the fuck the gas. We're going to get Minnie and Mickey Mouse in here. <laughs> but also you want Minnie and mickey at your wedding nobody else cares for that yeah and if it's and if you're so like why are you inviting people then exactly why are you having a wedding yeah go fucking elope imagine going to a wedding or any event where someone invites you and there's no food oh my god bro now it's to the point that in bc at even showers like baby showers and bridal showers if you have it in a hall it's just like known that you're gonna get there you're gonna eat pakade so between 12 and 1 let's say and between 3 and 4 you're gonna have dinner food there's a full ass dinner i was talking to this one girl who's doing her hair and she's a smiley and she's getting married to a punjabi guy so they're having like a joint kind of wedding and she was like yeah like in our culture she's like we don't do like open bar we do like toonie bars. Oh, I, I've been to a few. So uh, she like, was like, so she's like, I had the conversation with my fiance. Like, okay, so we'll do a toonie bar. And he was like, fuck no. Cause he's been jumping, right? <laughs> yeah. We're not having a toonie bar. He's like, it's the most, like the worst thing that you can do yeah, in our culture. The most embarrassing. The most embarrassing thing ever. And she was like, I was like so confused. Like what the hell? And then I'm like, he's right. Yeah. Like you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. But that's because it's like a big part of their religion and culture right. not to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't even think they have alcohol at their weddings to begin yeah, with. So now, but like Ismailis are a little bit more progressive. So that's why they come up with this idea of like, oh, we'll just do a toonie bar. So we'll, we can still have the, like, you know, the liquor there. And if somebody wants it, they can pay for it. But it's not like 
a free flowing thing like it's how it like is that food is like when you're throwing an event when you're doing anything i think that's isn't that just a given but to some people it's not i was seeing this other thing that was like going crazy on twitter the other day there was this person who posted like what's the weirdest thing that you've experienced with a different culture? And someone commented being like, I was in Sweden or something, right? I was in Sweden for something and I was at my friend's house and we were upstairs in his room and his mom called him down. He like went out of the room, came back. He's like, hey, me and my family are going to have dinner. I'll be right back. Shut the door, went downstairs, <laughs> had dinner yeah. and came back upstairs. Why? Why didn't they let him eat? Because in their culture, apparently, that's how they do it. And then everyone was losing it. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's thousands of comments on it. And there were so many people from Sweden who were like, yeah, we only realized that this was weird when we left Sweden. Like, there were so many Swedish people confirming this. Like, yeah, like, we only, like, if we don't know ahead of time that there's going to be an extra person there, we don't make extra food and that person is not going to eat with us. That's so fucked. Just give everyone like a little bit less. Like yeah, <laughs> and then there's people in the comments that are like my family would rather starve to death than let a <laughs> guest not eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd rather give everyone's food to the guest to the you, guest than you not. figure it out. I even read um one of my sister in laws had posted this on her page, and there were comments saying like at a certain point it was even considered like it's considered rude to feed somebody else's kid in sweden yes yeah yeah yeah. but it's so crazy how the, the culture is, is so different in certain countries like and then, and then there's people in the comments that are like wow for years people have loved sweden because they're seen as these peaceful people now everyone hates them because they don't feed their <laughs> they were deceiving us all this but. is the thing that takes sweden down <laughs> when we were getting like uh, i was getting married uh, all of our events, uh, that was my number one concern. I told yeah. him, I was like, Yo, I don't give a fuck about what's going on. But I was like, the food needs to be good and alcohol yeah. is being provided. I don't care what you say. Because I like did, I was asking so many people, I'm like, yo, how much? And everyone's like, everyone has such different figures, man. It's so hard to like determine. And then but I saved the list. I don't know. So I think I sent it to Sim. It's hard to like gauge because every family is different. Like some families don't drink a lot and some families do drink. Even for fucking granny's 85th birthday, dude, the back of uh, the car just filled with liquor, man. I have like a couple of bottles of wine. There's like a fucking... My granny's <laughs> birthday party. That was the best. The best was, uh, I'm not going to say like whose dad it was, but this guy got there and then like, obviously I was like, yo, this is granny's birthday. Like, I'm not going to go and like have a huge selection of booze. So I'm like, I'll just pick like a couple of whatever, like mainstream ones, right? Grab it. And then there's like uh, one of the dads there. He was like, yo, do you have this? I was like, no. Then this guy sent Sam to go get the bottle. He's like, go get me this. <laughs> then Sam bought it back so we had a cut his own bottle there. No way. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. I was like, fuck, I should have thought of this, right? I felt so guilty after I'm like, I fucked it. Also, another fun fact. Did you know that some people do tuni bars just to waive liability? What do you mean? So you know how at our open bar parties, the whosoever's event it is, is responsible. What? You know how whenever they make that announcement saying like, please don't drink and drive. Oh, that's for that reason? It's a liability. Yeah. I just thought it was just a thing that everyone started doing. Absolutely not. (laughs) 
It's a liability. It's a very. I just threw it in my. I just threw it in my MCing and my speeches for no reason. No, it is a liability. It's a huge liability. Yeah. Although you you get, have the liquor license, you yeah. doesn't have to go apply for the liquor license. You so wait, liability. so if like someone like gets into like an accident or whatever, and they were drinking at your party, you're liable for that. Yep. No, it could get back to you. Yep. No way. Yeah, two thousand percent. There is like a liability. I don't know exactly so what it is, with, but and then with Tuni bars, if somebody pays for their drink, even partially, they're liable for it. They're your it waves you of your liability. Oh, so that's why like a lot of like gore events or you know what about venues? Oh, sorry. Okay, so when you do a Tuni bar, it's the venue's liquor license that you're basing it off of and the rules for that sorry, when you're doing a what when you're doing a toonie bar okay a paid bar okay um it's it's a little bit different or when you're doing like a host bar host bar is like when you're when the host is buying liquor off of the venue okay so same thing it's the venue's liquor license and there it's a little bit different but what as soon as it's a toonie bar mm-hmm. the liability moves to the person who's purchasing it who's buying the drink and the reason and toonie bars was like because all the minimum amount that a person had to pay for a drink was like two dollars and the rest the host would cover so that's not the full value of the drink the full value of the drink is usually like eight to fourteen dollars um but now it's not even you can't even call it a toonie bar anymore the amount is like increase so you have to pay like it's like a three dollar two seventy five <laughs> it's like a percentage right yeah it's a percentage of the amount so like with inflation it's gone up or whatever so oh, wow even twenty bars are going up now you have 275 bar now but the disney's are tripping this are just like free bar all fucking no one knows about liability nothing the code you're waving liability taking a percentage back right everything <laughs> i had no idea i just thought i honestly thought the don't drink and drive thing was just like the alcohol consumption is injurious to health that, no, i thought it was that, that equivalent. equivalent i thought it was a courtesy <laughs> all right guys let's hop into the coaches huddle portion of the podcast this is where we answer your questions that react your stories please don't take anything we say seriously we're just talking that shit if you need real professional help reach out to someone who's certified knows what they're talking about this is just for entertainment purposes only this is my liability <laughs> people asking questions and us giving answers. yeah like if someone like if like someone is making a video online they always say like hi i'm i'm not like a financial advisor this is just my own personal experience with finances like i'm not a professional this yeah. is just like my advice oh okay Th- like that's what it is basically yeah Coach P, I need some advice. Please read on the pod. I would love either Gravine or Girk's additional input. Recently, my husband of five years went out with his guy friends. They were blackout drunk, waste cases. <laughs> and I came to find on his phone pictures that his friends sent him of him hugging, touching, grinding other girls. I was a bit hurt. <laughs> this is what I was like. Whoa. She goes, I was a bit hurt. I'm like, a bit hurt? <laughs> Just a little bit? Hold on, hold on, though. <laughs> I was like, bit hurt? Girl, Lee. Um, I was a bit hurt and shook because this has never come up in our relationship, especially given that I'm six months pregnant. I'm not sure what else was done, but that's all I found. And I won't, I won't probably ever know. He was very apologetic and sorry and admitted his wrongs. Not sure how to go about this and if this is just plain not okay or what to even do. Should I leave him or is that not enough? Should there be set ground rules? Would really love to hear each of your opinions. Overall, we have a good relationship and things have been good for our five-year marriage plus three years of dating. 
what I don't understand is where she says, should I leave him or is that not Not enough? enough. What do you mean? Like, what more do you need? Yeah. Financial (laughs) compensation? Like, (laughs) what? No, like, I think she's saying, or is that not, like, enough of a reason to leave him? Oh, okay. (laughs) Gravine's, like, trying to extort him for money? (laughs) What do you 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 think just leaving him is enough? Fuck that, I got the money. (laughs) (laughs) I talked about this on the live recently, too, and uh, I was talking to you about this, too. It's like, when you're in a relationship with someone... The baseline of what you should be doing is not cheating on someone. Mm. That's just like the baseline. Yeah. Like, and then them being a good communicator, you know, treating a certain way. Those are just add-ons. Yeah. Right. But like just the baseline should be just not to disrespect someone like that. Yeah. And then plus she's six months pregnant. That's what tipped it over the edge for me. I was like, oh my God. Dude. I don't know, man. This is like everyone's different. I this is not something that I would be able to get over, and everything would just be fucked from that point on. Or I'd never trust the guy again. And what ground rules? Why would you want to be in a position where you have to set ground rules for someone like they're your child? Yeah, like you're allowed to do this. Like you should be on equal levels. Like every, you know what I mean. You should both trust each other one hundred percent. If you're not the if if you're the type of person that can forgive him and actually move on, then sure it could work. Right. But if you're the type of person that's always going to have this in the in the back of your mind, you're not going to trust them at all anymore and not let them do anything. And they have ground rules for when they go out now and shit. Yeah, that's true. I think that's all it comes down to, man. Is you have to yeah. just make the decision you are, yourself. You have to make the decision yourself. If you know that he's apologetic and you are okay with it and you know that, you know, sure shit might be weird for a few months or whatever but you but you can't know forever yeah. like you can't know that he's not going to do this again yeah and like you don't know that for sure so you have to be okay with like that he did this and then there's a chance that he'll do it again yeah or that there's a chance that this isn't the only thing and, or yeah or there's a chance that that's not the only thing either <laughs> It, literally it just comes down to you yeah if you feel just like got you too can chomel that one night yeah, yeah but even right? then man yeah. i just <laughs> Pammy has a zero, a zero, zero tolerance, tolerance for this policy. type of shit. I just feel like it's like... I honestly think it's like, of course, it's like a, you know, really shitty thing, whatever, right? It's obviously, you know, cheating. Yeah, it's cheating. cheating. Yeah, yeah. Is that considered fully cheating? Yeah, I think so. What? He didn't, because he was, what was he I doing? I don't think it matters, like, the, what was done. I think it's the intent behind it. Like, mm. you're not grinding on them for, like, you're grinding, like, you're you're doing something you're not supposed to do yeah. with another person. Like, yeah, that's cheating. I, I don't think there, there needs to be like, oh, hand-holding is not cheating. One peck is not cheating. Like, no, it's just, yeah. it is what it is. If you feel like that was a betrayal, then that's, it's a betrayal. Yeah. But now this is like, okay, this is one of those things where it's like, okay, what do you classify as cheating? And on top of that, she's pregnant. Like she's about yeah. to have his kid. Yeah. It's a little, little tricky here. I can't go to my usual, leave him. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, yeah, I if get it. If it was like, like he fully cheated, like there, that would be I mean, different for me. It's not a full, it's, it's not a full picture of who somebody is, but it's a window into who they are. Yeah. It, and like, I 100% understand It could understand be a big that. window, it could be a small window, but it is. It's a it, it's a small picture of who they are as a person. Like anyone can say like anyone can get like blackout drunk. There's plenty of people that do. And then they don't behave like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe this guy's just that big of an idiot. Yeah. So, but then do I just don't think it's a bad enough thing for a kid who's not even born to not have be around his dad. Right. And then what if, you know, 
she isn't able to like ever get over it and well, then that's she's, up to her she said i'm just this is just my opinion she sets ground rules like, you're obviously more chill than the average person like let's say like she does forgive him or whatever they move on they have the kid shit keeps coming up these ground rules keep they start fighting no, screw the ground rules i'm not a ground rules type of person yeah like, but that's what I she's think saying that's just, ground rules uh, like it's either you get like you're just like okay if this is truly a one-time thing that's fine whatever let's move on and if it doesn't happen again great and if it does then then i can be like okay you're just a weirdo and then you need to figure out like, OK, are you OK with, you know, spending time as a single parent or whatever the situation might be? Yeah, I get it. It's hard with a kid and shit, but I don't know. You know, I think you have to get to the point where you're able to forgive this person fully. And you have to be able to trust them because setting ground rules and that type of shit doesn't work long term. I think that just makes it worse. Yeah, 100%. Your thoughts on Canada decriminalizing cocaine, MDMA, etc., are people just going to become co-cores now? We can't even bust them. Newsflash, motherfuckers already are like that. (laughs) 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 I don't know where this person's been, but this is be snowboarding in the fucking summers, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Snowboarding in the summers. We can't even bust them because it's legal now. Doesn't it, it... doesn't make it okay to do it dot 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 okay so i looked into this because like what dude this works so canada is not legalizing cocaine and mdma they're decriminalizing the possession of small amounts so it means that if you have like i think it's like two point something whatever grams or something like that in your possession like a very small personal amount you won't be charged or arrested, but you'll get like a civil violation, like an like a, a, ticket. a ticket or something like that, right? It's still illegal and it's still going to be like, you know, charged in large amounts and stuff like that. But there's like, so Ritu was talking about this on the Black Lives Matter podcast that we did. Criminalizing small amounts, like a small, like a possession of a small amount of drugs, cocaine or marijuana or anything like that is a massive problem it makes the problem even worse because people who just do it like in small amounts yeah then go to jail then meet people who do it like way more they have more of a chance of like getting into like the system not getting help doing it even more being sneaky about it also like overdose like deaths are crazy in bc and this is only happening in bc right now like this decriminalization is not like anywhere else but so they did it in um Portugal, I think it was. Yeah, in Portugal in 2011, they decriminalized um, like small amounts. They found that substance abuse and addiction rates have been cut in half since decriminalization. And addiction treatment and rehabilitation is less expensive than incarceration. So those costs went down. And then this like culture around it being such like a negative thing. The stigma. Yeah, like the stigma like changes and you instead of turning the person into a criminal and dealing with it like that you see it as a health problem and that's what people need to do and that's what the united states didn't do and that's why they have this mass incarceration problem now that they have but like it works so it's not that like like decriminalization is going to happen and fucking everyone's going to be out here snorting coke like if they're going to start doing it they're already gonna they're they're doing and they're gonna do it regardless yeah like whether or not you know so it's still illegal. Yeah, I think it's good. It's like they, they've already proven it on like a fucking mass scale that yeah, it works. Yeah, there's been tons of yeah. studies done on this stuff too. It works. The whole concept behind it works because it makes no sense, man. Like obviously, like, you know, whatever someone does it, you know, 
randomly on the weekend or some shit like that they have a small amount yeah. they get fucking arrested fucking get you slapped and then you're fucking you know then, you then your life then you just spiral out of control you're just like yeah. what the fuck is going on yeah because then you you go to jail let's say for a small possession one let's say you're like a first-time offender and then you have it on your record you can't get a fucking job you can't fucking rent an apartment you can't like you there's so many like it just fucks up your life like over like this small type of shit so that's what it is i think people when they hear something they're like oh it's legal now everyone's gonna be a fucking reception party though they're already uh fucking reception parties doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. they're just fucking trays of fucking coke fucking chicks walking around yeah. <laughs> booze on one side some fucking chick over there fucking cutting up the coke on the other side <laughs> sprinkling it everywhere <laughs> well like even look at like marijuana getting legalized in canada you don't see like everyone becoming a freaking pothead now i'm sure like a lot of people you know came out and were like y'all fucking out right like <laughs> like when the pot got like yeah. when we got legalized yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there was like a lot of like people that just came out were like oh fucking sick like you know whatever then i feel like desi uncles that are alcoholics should be smoking weed yeah 100 yeah. percent. when they come home from work rather than get your dad just fucking slip some fucking thc drops into your dad's fucking jar or something yeah how much better would it be if like yeah. there's been like I, I think i was watching this one documentary that was like how many times do you meet like a stoner or someone who like is high and they're like aggressive? Yeah. Never in a million it's, years. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not like, it doesn't create that type of aggressive. Maybe there's like a one-off case or whatever, but like this documentary was like, there's no deaths related to marijuana use. Like you can't overdose on marijuana. Legalization would be like if Canada was like, yeah, everything's legal now, and then they were like, then you can go to Seven Eleven and buy like a bag of fucking. <laughs> yeah, that would be legal. like they would start monitoring it, shit like that. That would be. Yeah. that's not gonna ever happen. Then I think yeah. there might be an issue if, if that happened. For then there's a. If cocaine got legalized like tomorrow, I don't see myself freaking trying it no but i feel like when you make it that easily available to people to get i guarantee you a lot more people will try it hey pammy i have a question about indian weddings i am not indian and my friend has asked if i could be one of her bridesmaids i was super excited however as time went on i started to realize how much i was spending though bride is expecting gifts from us for the bridal shower and wedding and on top of that, we are each spending thousands of dollars on the bachelorette party. I can't afford all these things. And when I brought it up, the bride said that this was normal for Indian weddings. Is this actually normal or am I being swindled here? <laughs> Thanks for any clarification and or advice. 28 years old. Am I being swindled? <laughs> Yo, let's get this gory to pay for everyone's trip. Yeah. <laughs> like what? No, you're not getting swindled. That's pretty normal. Yeah. It's just funny when you like when somebody breaks it down that much and you're like, how many times have I done this? <laughs> I've been fucking swindled this whole time. It is pretty hefty, man. It when, is a hefty. You, yeah. Now, yeah, if you break it down like that, it's actually really expensive. But that is normal. <laughs> <laughs> see how it's fucked up. I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it is normal. <laughs> it's just we're always doing too much. <laughs> yeah like I mean, it's just it is what it is i honestly we're doing way too much with the weddings we're doing way too much with fucking the pre-weddings yeah. we're doing way too much with the fucking bars we are always doing too much what are we doing but that's we're what we're doing yeah we're just doing too much man i think what happened is like this is like we all came here and then the, we're like oh gory are doing fucking bridal showers and then this is like that's fuck, definitely that's, got added on but then gory are doing like the small little like three people in their house like <laughs> 
this is renting all fucking Making venues. their own sandwiches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're like, no, we need to do this at the plaza. Yeah. <laughs> Cater all the food. Open bar. Fucking this and that. This type of balloon. Donut wall. This fucking. <laughs> don't know all this. like yeah we definitely brought the big weddings here from like you know where where our parents and our ancestors come from but then we added on all, all these the western, western ones. things yeah. and like then we, the showers the, the yeah. stags yeah we we added all of the western shit and then we were like yeah it was part of the wedding we'll cover it yeah. We need to cover it. So it's like we added our own culture on top of the Western things and the fucking bill just got ex- exponentially high. Yeah. And yeah. We, uh, we took your little bland ass fucking <laughs> shit you guys are doing and we just blew it up. Now it's like a fucking <laughs> circus. Seriously, right? When go to go there, it's like a fucking, it's probably like Disneyland to them, right? Yeah. Go in, there's all this shit. You're like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> go to your trip and probably. Yo, I, when I used to work at my, like, my corporate job, all the white people would be like, oh my God, I'm so glad that I know an Indian that I know you because I've always wanted to go to an Indian wedding I'm like bitch (laughs) (laughs) Tajik's still waiting she's gonna be dead by the time I'm fucking (laughs) 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 is that who I met the other day the lady no no she she's Greek they're they're like us yeah but like so I think so how it works is like you like so how it worked with me and I'm pretty sure Gervin is that like when you're like the close friend and you're planning everything. So let's say you're planning the shower, you pay for the shower. So then you don't get the gift. Your gift is the shower. Yeah. 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 And then all the guests that are attending the shower, they get a gift. Yeah. yeah. But like the friends who are planning it cover the food, the drinks, the venue, the decor, like the fit, like everything, like the actual event is covered by the close friends. And then the bachelor party is the same thing. Like we do it like where the bride doesn't pay anything. And then everyone who is attending, the, it's like one pool and then it just gets split whatever way like how like however many people are coming it is like generally it is a lot like usually usually when you're doing it it does end up being like quite a actually now that i think about it my only friend that also has other gori friends when she got married and we went on a stag which is probably one of definitely don't the tell more, me the white people paid a different amount no the white people didn't come oh <gasps> It was a pricey place to go. How do we do that type of shit too? Like we go on these extravagant stags and shit. Like I don't think white people do that. I think they... White people go on stags, but they go on like stags like, you know... No, they'll go to like Vegas and they'll find like... You know how we stay at like the hotels on the strip? These guys aren't staying on the strip. They're staying off the strip somewhere. And like you know, finding other ways to save. Like, they're going to drink a lot. Also, can we just talk about how... They don't do bottle service. I also recently learned this because I met somebody who was going on a stag, on a gori stag. She was the only brown girl. And she was telling me how different it is. How? What was it? Just, Just that, like, they're you know trying to keep everything like so under budget at on budget or under budget i think the bride was paying we need to take some fucking tips yeah, yeah the bride was paying for her yeah. own how we get home all fucking crying after and shit like fuck <laughs> and they like they had a certain airbnb booked and they found a cheaper one with like one less bathroom or something we're just like we're gonna stay in the most expensive hotel and all 12 of us are in one room yeah. <laughs> 100 percent. we're gonna cram this room with a couple extra business in here for the what we do we keep it pretty low budget not anymore no but we're out here staying at the cosmopolitan aria and stuff there's like eight of us in a room split one room between eight people that's like 75 bucks no pam (laughs) 
But any of the stags that I've been on with you guys, we've been at a regular ratio in the rooms. I'm talking about the stags, not the regular trips. The regular trips are like fucking <laughs> penny pinching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then what else? They were trying to like be the Airbnb and shit. And then and the one brown person was like, um, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm okay with paying whatever it is. And right. yeah, because we're fucking living at home. We don't have any expenses. That's the biggest difference because we live at home for so long. We don't appreciate the value of money until we're in our 30s and then sitting on a podcast like Gurk fucking complaining about electricity. Uh, yeah, but even then, Gurk like, just us? recently went on a stag. He probably, he wasn't like probably thinking of like, oh, where do I save money on this? No, but we have the most fucked up mentality when it comes to money. Yeah. Because we grow up the major- a lot of our adult life not appreciating it and taking it for granted. And then we're too used to the fucking stupid shit that we do, like spending so much money on dumb shit. Then when we become adults, we can't even give up those habits. Right. And then we also are like, fuck, how are we going to afford this? We're like, fuck it. But you make it work. Okay. <laughs> Call the bank up. I'll take a line of credit. hundred <laughs> percent. We have a fucked up relationship when it comes to money because yeah. we don't understand it until like later in we life. We love it, but we have no idea about it. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We think it's a great also, thing. Also, so the thing with this per, this girl's predicament with her wedding situation is so when we all do it, we know it's we're going to do it for a friend and then they're going to do it for me. It comes around, right? Yeah, yeah. It all comes full circle. Yeah. It's but, net zero goal. But it goes like, net zero at the end. Not even net zero. You're always negative. <laughs> everyone's if we're gonna be negative we're all gonna be negative together okay but with her like she's probably thinking like you know when it's gonna be my wedding things probably aren't gonna be that this extreme and so they're not gonna be paying the same amount for me as i am for them i mean she's probably not even thinking that i bet you she's just like this is actually really expensive (laughs) in the moment yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's she's she's not thinking about the net zero that we're trying to get to Every this, he's like there in land, like fucking taking notes of how much fucking pummy auntie gave at the shagin. And then we have to give the exact same amount. Every single brown person you know is negative. Because you never get positive. You're going to be giving way more than you're getting. And so because everyone's on the same level, it's just acceptable. Right? You know, like all, between all your friends, you're going to pay for like whoever's we- wedding or whatever stag it is, you're paying, everyone's splitting that cost. And it's very likely that all those people that split that cost are going to be doing that once for each one of you in the group. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you all come out the same. This is why losing friends is probably even more brutal for brown people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Fuck, I just lost one more in the fucking pool, stag pool. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but I feel like guys have it, like for us, guys is way more easier, like because all we do is stag. Your guys' stags are 10 times more expensive. And I always have this conversation. Vegas, for I didn't... Bande need to stop going to... If you're a desi banda and you're wanting to do a stag, do not do it in Vegas. <laughs> it is the biggest fucking scam. It's such a scam. I can't believe the difference in a girl's trip to Vegas versus a guy's trip to Vegas. We will come back from Vegas and be like, oh my God, I only spent $200. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Don't fucking $2,500 later. I'm still like, what the fuck? I yeah, need- these guys, the fucking bills are crazy when they come back from Vegas. Like literally our Vegas expense will be what we bought at the mall if we went to the mall. Like, <laughs> yeah. My fiance of six years slept with an escort on a trip, got caught immediately and is super remorseful. No other red flags. <laughs> I was like, what?
Seems okay to me. <laughs> Seems okay to me. <laughs> Everyone loves the guy and wouldn't believe me if I said he did this. Both we're both doing therapy now. Is there any hope, or do I have to leave? Ask the therapist. <laughs> the therapist is not going to say that. <laughs> the therapist is never going to be like, "Yes, this is what you should do right now." Wait till your husband leaves and go to be like, "So, what do you think?" <laughs> so, what do you think of this fucking guy? <laughs> no, her job's going to be like that's something that you need to decide for yourself is yeah. exactly what we say yeah i would say cut 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 your losses right now okay she's married to this guy no it's fiance oh, six years how do you become fiance for six years no i, I think she probably meant like dating for six years, for six years fiance fiance last year. whatever. dude i feel like it could go either way it could be like okay yeah, i was a one-time thing and then yo Gravina these one-time things no let me let me tell you where I'm going with this and you know I'll go to therapy if it makes you feel better blah 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 so he did that right or it could be this was not a one-time thing that's why he agreed to go to therapy so quickly I like this I like Gravina's one strike policy <laughs> yeah you get one strike right yeah. to try everything one time no i'm saying that there's a chance that this isn't the first time the one and only time that this guy's yeah, done yeah, this yeah, yeah. sorry that's my long-winded way of saying that like it's a little it's a it's a little suspicious to me that this happened one time and and now they're like oh we're both in therapy blah 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 they're like i don't know my fucking trauma from when i was young <laughs> i don't know i slept with the escort because i'm traumatized <laughs> Or I'll go to a therapist if you want. <laughs> Dude, cut your fucking losses ahead of time, okay? Yeah. If you're not even married to this guy yet. I feel like this escort thing is a little bit of an addiction and I'm only basing this on some one you, of my friends' one experiences. person you know. What kind of addiction is that? I feel like that's a cop-out too. No, <laughs> like, it's, it, it's, it's a real addiction. He, he gets called? caught, he's like, I'm fucking addicted. I don't know. <laughs> No, she would just constantly bust him with stuff to do with escorts. It's probably like, it's just a sex addiction. It's just like that. It's That's like what the it attention and the... I'm addicted to these escorts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to this life, baby. <laughs> I can't do anything. You have to take me to rehab. <laughs> I like, like her laughing about this, but it's an actual problem for some people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're joking. We're joking. Uh, it is. No, I don't think this is like. Uh, no, I'm not talking about. I'm just talking about like that exact scenario, like, <laughs> like the addiction like, to escorts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yo, why was I under the misconception that you can't sleep with escorts? I thought the escorts' job was to just escort people like out and about. Like you could go to dinner. I think or, there's like, probably know. different levels of it. Like I think there's there's escorts that are just for that okay just for like the image then there's escorts that give you like a girlfriend experience okay then there's like escorts that actually go all the way they'll give you like the full thing it's just like it's just now like people i don't think people are using the word prostitute now yeah. okay i think it's just escort now or sometimes you can refer to it as addiction yeah <laughs> sometimes you can just refer to it as addiction. addiction addiction to escorts um <laughs> mental health works covering it <laughs> <laughs> your benefits yeah there's a tax write-off medical expense <laughs> your work's covered <laughs> what the hell that's the best I think your friend got straight fucking duped <laughs> oh, that's, 
the guy's like oh, i don't know she's probably like what are you doing this is the fifth time i call you with he's like i'm a fucking addicted I don't. <laughs> and she's like you're what and he's like yeah ad- ad- addicted i'm addicted yeah i'll go to therapy unfortunately in this case none of those things were said <laughs> i'm gonna start saying that for everything now. <laughs> i don't care that you're doing too much of this i'm like i'm fucking addicted i don't know when <laughs> 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 no addiction hogi. addiction hogi. Um, I don't like for me if I was in this situation it'd be no hope I just uh, yeah d- okay for me if you say like okay what would you do in this situation absolutely like but this is like he went all the freaking way with <laughs> it's like, maybe if he just like you know hung out with her it'd be yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> if he just went to dinner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no, in this case, they're not even married yet. It's not like she has a fucking yeah, you have kid nothing, on the You have way. nothing to lose except an yeah. idiot. Yeah. So just lose it. <laughs> like, what are you keeping around at this point? Nothing to lose except for the last six years. <laughs> Which is fine. Then at least, like, you're not doing a whole ass wedding. And you're then not doing another six after. years. Plus, throwing a fucking jawakara in there. You take this as a blessing that you found out now as opposed to later. Yeah. What type of ass hat this guy is. <laughs> And fucking... What do you mean? What if he's just addicted? <laughs> Shut up, Gert. It makes it seem so much more reasonable. Yeah, it does. Right? <laughs> Hold on, time out. One second. Before we even, like, continue this and end this off, how did we not talk about the oiler getting slapped? Oh, yeah. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, we're going to do a shit-talking segment again one last time. Okay, yeah. So, oilers got, um, you know, 4 nothing. 4 nothing sweep. And now it's so funny how all the Oilers fans now are like, oh, lose would be Calgary. Oh, lose. Congratulations. What did you do after? You didn't even win a single fucking game. <laughs> they literally didn't. You didn't even do anything after. You literally won nothing after. They got pretty close yesterday. Does it close? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we were fucking pretty close too. Yeah. That's true. So, and and see, and so many people were hating when I was like, I'm a little fucking Greg talking about these fucking teams, blah, blah. That's exactly what I was saying. Both teams are so fucking ass. Edmonton couldn't even win a fucking game, man. So fucking ass. It's like, it's just who's less ass than the other. That's literally all it is. And then now everyone, and now it, it, I just think it's so funny, man. Everyone's just like, oh, this will be cold. Will be As if that's what you guys are trying to do. That was your fucking goal for the whole year. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about the Stanley Cup. We're just going to, we're worried about beating Calgary. <laughs> Like that's oh your accomplishment <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And make sure you follow Grok on Instagram at Carmparty Real Estate. Make sure you follow Gravine on Instagram at Gravine Bearing and at Inc. Uh, Inc. Uh, by GB.ca. And follow the Patreon. Subscribe. We have a new episode coming out this week on that. You can join by clicking the episode details or following me on Instagram at Coach B Podcast. And we'll catch you next week on Coaches. Don't play. Bye.